You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. What an exciting uh, conversation to have there with Bishop Kagan uh, about the uh, the cause of Michelle Dupong. Very exciting things to hear about coming out of the Diocese of Bismarck. Always exciting things going on over there, um, especially, too, at the University of Mary. Uh, so, as I mentioned before the break, our next guest, Dr. David Eckelberg. Eckelberger, sorry, my words are sticking in my mouth, uh, from the University of Mary is going to tell us about some of the exciting things they have going on there. And Dr. Eckelberger is a youper, and it's always a pleasure to speak to a youper. Uh, so uh, thanks for joining us today, Doctor. I'm glad, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so uh, the, the University of Mary has, of course, plenty of programs going on year-round. Uh, but during the summer, there are these specific kind of summer institutes. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so an institute, what we mean by that is it's a series of at least two days, often a week, where students in our online program actually come to campus to complete some of their coursework. And our goal is to immerse them in our community, uh, the community of North Dakota, the community of the University of Mary, uh, and really to help them to get to know one another and their professors. So you said uh, uh, online programs. So what? Uh, how many programs? What sort of degree programs are we talking about? Yeah, so it stretches everything from our bioethics program to our uh, educational doctorate, our virtue and sports certificate. Uh, right now we have uh, students from our MA in Catholic Studies, our dual degree, our MA in Philosophy and MBA uh, degree, and our students in Applied Catholic Theology are on campus right now. Uh, our DBA students will be joining us soon. We've had graduate uh, counseling students on campus. And so we, we sort of stretch stretch the gambit of some of our professional programs. Uh, and you you mentioned uh, these seminars are kind of the, the on-campus portion, these institutes rather, are the on, on-campus portion, the in, in-person portion of a broader online program. So what's the, what's the reasoning of having people come Uh, on campus who have been studying online the rest of the year? That's a great question. I think usually when we think of a university, we tend to think of uh, books and papers and lectures and professors, and it's easy to forget that a university, the purpose is really friendship. Uh, This makes a lot of sense in the Catholic tradition, the Christian tradition, when we think uh, Christ, whose truth himself becomes incarnate to us, uh, to, to become friends with us, we can become friends with the truth. Uh, with a person, if universities are organized around the pursuit of wisdom and the pursuit of truth, it makes sense to do that in encounter with other individuals uh, and in union. And we also know as limited human persons, we can't uh, contemplate or understand the truth on our own. And so we, we care most about the truth and wisdom in community, and we're much better at attaining it in community. And so Online education is so great because it's flexible. You could have people who otherwise couldn't complete a degree or earn an advanced degree because they're working or can't be here on campus with us. They can still pursue um, those educational opportunities. Uh, But the downside is it's harder to cultivate those personal relationships. And so we want to bring everyone together so that they can have those frequent unplanned interactions, get to know one another, and form the friendships that are at the heart of their learning. Absolutely. Um, uh, one 
another question along that line of thought. Uh, as you mentioned, online programs, people can complete these programs uh, from, from anywhere, right, uh, around the right. world practically. Uh, where, how far flung are people coming from for these summer institutes? Yeah. So I was at a social last night for our uh, students in Catholic Studies in the MA-MBA program. We have students from Missouri, uh, all over North Dakota, Texas, California, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. They're coming from across the country uh, here to beautiful North Dakota in June to enjoy fellowship with one another and some pretty rigorous study. That's fantastic. That's exciting. And and kind of the cool thing, too, is it really, I'm sure, coming from different parts of the country, people have different perspectives. And like you said, uh, working through, you know, seeking truth together in a community, especially with all these different perspectives, I'm sure helps kind of round out that educational experience. Oh, it, it's so essential. Uh, the programs I just mentioned are all for Catholic professionals in some way or another. Mm. Uh, the the person who's business-minded but wants the formation of a philosophical education, mm. uh, the person who wants to, through applied Catholic theology, be uh, a force of formation in their parish, uh, someone who's earning an EDD degree, uh, someone who wants to go into Catholic education, we need to bring these professionals to campus so that they can learn to one, learn from one another and so that we can learn from them. Uh, it, it sort of breaks down the sort of uh, cliché of academics being sort of in this ivory tower. We believe deeply that the philosophy and theology and the liberal arts, uh, in addition to our great practical expertise, matters for the world. And we need to talk to the people who are going to be carrying uh, our message and our formation out in their acts of evangelization uh, and just good service to the community. We need to have those conversations with one another. And uh, so we had people from all different backgrounds, military backgrounds, education backgrounds, um, in a room together last night from different programs, too, just discussing everything from marriage to the Great Commission to uh, leadership. And it was a really beautiful thing to see. Absolutely. Uh, if you're just joining us now, we're speaking with uh, Dr. David Eckelbarger from the uh, University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, talking about the summer institute programs they have uh, going on to go along with some of their uh, graduate, postgraduate programs uh, that they have uh, going there at the University of Mary. Uh, you mentioned, uh, it got me thinking, are a lot of these people already involved in uh, positions of, of ministry in, in whatever field they're going into and just... Uh, Earning a degree to kind of, um, you know, uh, get the get the academic uh, formation to to further help them in what they're already doing. Are these people who are, you know, kind of at the start of their careers? Uh, could you kind of paint us a picture of who's involved yeah. in these programs? It's a pretty eclectic group. Uh, I think one thing that unites them all is a desire for service to the church. And as we all know, that, that can take many different shapes, right? Because that could be formal connection to ministry through a parish. That can be through being a positive uh, cultural influence in another uh, workplace. Uh, so we have students from all over and at all um, points of sort of development in their careers. We have early career students. We have mid-career students. We have people who are looking to make a jump in a particular mm. way. Uh, and so, again, that's just bringing lots of, of viewpoints uh, together into a common mission and a common purpose and a common goal. So, uh, how how long has this has this uh, type of I, I think they call it hybrid sort of program uh, been running with the online classes and then the the uh, summer institutes? 
certain programs, we've been doing this for a few years now, bioethics, uh, our ADD degree, um, I believe our, our DBA is newer, so this is the first time we've done this. But there's been some programs, some of our programs that have been around longer have been doing this, and then some of our new programs like our MA in Catholic Studies, uh, our MA MBA program, it's new for, for some of those programs. Uh, but it's something that we've always wanted to do, and uh, we're really grateful to do it. It's a lot of work for us, but we, we love we love hosting and we love being hospitable to our guests uh, and joining in fellowship with them. Awesome. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Nick Medelsky uh, live at St. James Coffee in Rock and Roll Rochester, Minnesota, speaking uh, with Dr. David Eckelbarger from the uh, University of Mary in Bismarck. Uh, so uh, one of the things you mentioned, uh, kind of curious about, uh, I think if I understood correctly, uh, you said there's a an MA MBA program in Catholic Studies. So two different that, programs. Was that correct? Okay. <laughs> yes, we have a master's. They, they run together in our minds too sometimes, uh, but they're distinct in really important ways. We have a master's program in Catholic Studies, uh, and we also have a dual degree program that's a, a joint degree between an MBA and an MA in philosophy. In philosophy, okay. Uh, so uh, uh, for those who aren't familiar in MBA is a master business administration that's usually someone who's going into uh, business uh, some sort of business type of uh, profession would earn that degree uh, why would someone choose to earn uh, that combination there it's, it seems pretty unique to me it is unique. of an MBA um, and an MA in philosophy yeah well philosophy one is known for cultivating a habit of mind that can think clearly and critically and accurately and uh, assess information and make decisions that are prudential, uh, which mm-hmm. we need more than ever, I think. But also there's a, a formation there where whatever your business ethos is or your leadership uh, approach, it's informed by a certain understanding of a human person, our role in community, uh, ethics, politics. And so we wanted to offer those you know, future business leaders an opportunity to be formed intellectually, uh, both in terms of intellectual virtue and understanding to teach and have a broader understanding of their own goals um, as a leader and uh, as sort of a business professional in the workplace. Fantastic. You know, I think uh, as our world moves into more and more of a secular direction, it's good to know that there are programs out there that are forming uh, business people, right, who are who are either going to uh, use that uh, MBA, MA, uh, to go into some sort of business out in the uh, the secular world or maybe perhaps even help uh, within the church um, and take on some sort of position in ministry, uh, but to know that there are people out there being formed in that way uh, with a solid grounding in philosophy, uh, which ties back you know, into our understanding of the faith, as well as you know, a solid education in in business practices, and to do those business practices ethically and and with a firm grounding. So it's it's exciting to hear about programs like that. One of the really important things about philosophy is we're always asking questions. We're critical, mm. not in a camping down sort of way, but uh, we want to understand. And as you know, you mentioned we live in a world that's increasingly more secular, and that's because there's something in that message that's attractive to people. And so mm-hmm. part of our job as philosophers is to examine that. What's the appeal to this kind of secularization? Uh, and then how can we affirm that desire, but also bring it back into a fuller understanding of what it means to be a human person, right? How is it that people are attracted to this, but how is it also at the same time misguided? Uh, which is important if you're going to go out and work in the world uh, with mm-hmm. 
secular coworkers and colleagues, you can understand how to interact with them, but maybe not sort of succumb to the allure uh, of that secularization. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, uh, looking at your uh, faculty bio here, I see that you're uh, teaching philosophy there um, at the uh, University of Mary in Bismarck. Uh, also, something that was interesting is as a faculty mentor for the Gregorian Scholars Honors Program. It sounds really cool. <laughs> it's a really cool sounding name. Could you tell us a little bit about what that program is? Shifting gears a little. Oh bit. yeah. No, that's fine. It's uh, it's one of the favorite things that I get to do, and I love everything about about my job. Um, it's an honors program. Most colleges and universities have an honors program, which is designed to help, uh, you know, really bright, high-achieving students flourish. And ours is a little different. Uh, many colleges and universities, their honors program is uh, curricular-based. So it means students enroll in special honors courses, or maybe they're in a special section of philosophy or composition or history. Hmm. And our honors program is entirely extracurricular. And we do this for two reasons. Um, one uh, is we didn't really want to take some of our best students and separate them from, you know, separate right. them out. Right? right? Right. There's a sense in which we want them to be the leaven of our community. We want them to uh, enrich the discourse in the classroom uh, right. and help sort of awaken other students and draw them along. Because we know that students develop at different ages and, um, you know, it takes us all sort of a while to get, to get going full steam as a student. But also we really wanted to encourage the love of learning for its own sake. It's very much modeled on St. John Henry Newman's idea of a university where he imagines students from multiple disciplines coming together, having conversations out of the love of truth and wisdom, and helping to fill out that sort of trunk and branches and trees of knowledge and seeing the interconnectedness between ideas. And so we meet out of the classroom. We have evening colloquia where we um, we read great great works in history, literature, philosophy, theology, mm. and students from all disciplines have an opportunity to discuss it because they love it. And it also kind of removes that specter of grades that can sometimes dampen a, a conversation or uh, right. you know, take the fun and, and the spirit out of things. And so we've got faculty mentors who steer those conversations, uh, but it's really on them to come prepared and really dive into some of the great questions of human life and existence. Yeah, my, uh, my wife and I had the privilege of, of being in a program similar to that uh, that no longer exists uh, back in Michigan, uh, and it's exciting to, to hear that, uh, that these sorts of programs are flourishing and continuing um, even today, you know, we went to college, oh gosh, I don't know, <laughs> 15 years ago, something like that. Um, so uh, it's good to hear that these programs are continuing because really it... Uh, it helps to, uh, I think, uh, g- give some ownership over education and uh, prepare, well, well, like you were saying about philosophy, prepare to look at things critically and be able to ask questions, to look at things, and to really reason through things, um, especially with these great works of literature and history. It really helps to paint a fuller picture and uh, build a build a better education, and I, I think that's interesting what you mentioned about not having to worry about grades, keeping it out, you know, as an addition to the classroom uh, that uh, still has faculty involved to help steer conversations and things like that, uh, but without the, uh, the specter of grades, as you put it. Right. We love it, and our students love it, and uh, it's, it's something that we all 
really look forward to. And it, it's fun because we get to integrate the different disciplines, right? We can read some theology or philosophy and then engage it uh, through a great novel like Brides Had Revisited, uh, where you can, you know, read some classical accounts of friendship from Cicero and then contrast it with uh, a different understanding of friendship, a very Christian vision from someone like Albert of Rabeau. Um, mm. And so it helps students integrate faith and reason, but also disciplines in, you know, history and literature and philosophy and theology. Yeah, absolutely. That that beautiful quotation from uh, St. John Paul II about faith and reason being two wings that lift the soul uh, towards heaven. So absolutely fantastic to hear about a program like that. Um, how long has that program been going, the, the Gregorian Scholars Program? That program has been going since 2014. Uh, mm. It began the year that I arrived at the university, and we've got about four to six faculty men- mentors, depending on the year. We like to sort of pair up as we work through things. Uh, freshmen, first-year students, we talk about the joys and perils of learning. Uh, what does it mean to be a student? What should you expect? How do you fight off the sort of myopic specialization? How do you open yourself up to the joy and wonder of university life? Uh, our sophomore students think about friendship uh, throughout the course of the year, and they have classical accounts, um, classical pagan accounts, classical Christian mm-hmm. accounts. Uh, I mentioned we read Brideshead Revisited. That's part of that. Uh, they look mm. at some, some challenges to a kind of friendship, um, which is really fun. We let our juniors kind of choose their own adventure. We give them some topics and themes that they're interested about, and they've picked anything from vocation to the problem of suffering uh, to more in-depth looks into to literature. And then our, our seniors, it, it's become a, here are the really great books that you absolutely have to read before we let you out into the world. So they'll read, uh, they'll read Dante, they'll read Virgil, they'll read, um, we always end with uh, Marilyn Robinson's Gilead, which I think is a, a really beautiful and stirring and, and difficult um, text. Difficult because I think it, there's something really beautiful about it, but it's limited in a kind of way. Uh, mm. it's, I just, I'm getting excited just thinking about about getting back into to the the program next next fall. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned it was uh, extracurricular, so that it kind of sounds like voluntary uh, to me. How popular is the program? We start small uh, because we want um, you know small conversations. We usually admit about fifteen to sixteen students as freshmen, uh, but then we always leave spots open for students who have distinguished themselves. Uh, their freshman year, if they want to apply as a sophomore, uh, we usually admit another six students. So we try to get up to a cohort size of about 20 to 25. Hmm. And uh, we do have scholarship money available for those students, so they can they can earn uh, additional funding for the University of Mary, uh, which I think is good. I think it's great to to offer that to them, to oh, help yeah. sustain them, and uh, it's it's great. And that's 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 a nice size, like you said, about twenty twenty five to really have those uh, discussions and go through as a cohort, right? Oh. Um, and the same group of of students going through because uh, sometimes in college it can get easy to get kind of lost between groups and everything. So I'm sure uh, just having even the uh, the social aspect of that, having the same oh. group of students kind of go through and especially discuss all those things together helps uh, build build communion, right? That's right. Uh, it comes back to what we began with, the idea of a university. I mean, it's, it's rooted in friendship. Uh, and a lot of what we're doing is different ways in which we can bring those communities together, whether it's through our summer institutes for our online students or it's uh, for our kind of intellectual friendship with our traditional undergraduates here on campus. 
Well, fantastic. Uh, we're coming up on a break right now, uh, but we'll be talking uh, with Dr. Eckelberger on the other side of the break here on uh, Real Presence Live. Once again, Nick Medelsky coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. Uh, I have uh, bumper stickers if you'd like to stop by, uh, pens, all kinds of fun giveaways. So if you're in the Rochester area driving around, uh, looking for something to do, you can stop by, and I have uh, plenty of fun giveaways from Real Presence uh, as uh, I just was up in Fargo last week, so I got some more goodies, uh, some more swag to give out. So uh, if you're in the area, feel free to stop by, say hello. I'd love to uh, visit with you, and uh, we'll be visiting with Dr. David Eckelberger on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. God made you for a purpose. He made you to accomplish some great work. What did he make you for? What were you really made to do? Realize your vocation with a degree designed for the Catholic professional. The University of Mary offers online undergraduate and graduate degrees steeped in the Catholic intellectual tradition. Start today in business, nursing, bioethics, education, counseling, applied theology, and more at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky at the one and only St. James in Rochester, Minnesota. Excited to be speaking to Dr. David Eckelberger from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota talking about their uh, summer institute programs as well as the Gregorian uh, Gregorian uh, Scholars Honors Program uh, that we talked about before the break. Uh, back to the institute, though, um, it's it's not all just, just sitting in a classroom, right? Uh, we talked about the kind of the social aspect and helping to build communion. So what sort of, what does the schedule look like for someone coming for the on-campus part of these, these institutes? 
Yeah, so I can um, I can walk through the schedule roughly for two of our programs. One thing I'll just say though um, is we have um, we have a master's degree in applied Catholic theology, which is built up of sort of three areas. One is prayer and spiritual direction, another is marriage and family, and then the third is scripture. And each of those areas can be taken as a standalone certificate. And so we have a mm. certificate program that we're doing right now in prayer and spiritual direction. And uh, for their institute experience, those students are on campus right now for an eight-day uh, Ignatian silent retreat. Ah. Uh, and so they're they're worshiping together, and they're in conferences. Uh, Monsignor Tom Richter is is leading that, hmm. and they're uh, you know they're learning more about uh, Ignatian spirituality, and they're in uh, prayer together, and uh, they have some spiritual direction. And so that's just a really beautiful thing that's happening, and we can we can kind of see them sometimes on campus, out walking, and, and we know the way in which the Lord is drawing them closer closer to Him, and it's, it's really edifying and encouraging to see that. Uh, and so there's a kind of silent work being done, uh, but then we have other, other students on campus, um, our Master's in Catholic Studies students and our Master's in Philosophy and MBA dual degree students. They have their own coursework. But outside of coursework, we're trying to draw them together and help them even build community uh, between their programs. So last night, uh, we had a social uh, a social hour, and uh, it was an opportunity for them to meet administrators at the university, Monsignor Shea, um, some of the philosophy and theology faculty, and get to know one another, just sort of a light, easy thing. Um, some of the things we do are meant to introduce... Uh, not only our, our Benedictine charism and the role that the sisters have had here in North Dakota, but North Dakota in general. And I think that's because we, we live in such an age of change where we've lost it, this sort of rootedness, this uh, understanding of what it means to belong to a place. Hmm. And uh, the rootedness and stability is so essential to the mission uh, of the University of Mary. It flows from our sisters who, you know, take a vow of stability, right? right. And uh, we sort of want to echo that stability. And so even though we don't expect, you know, the person from California and Missouri to move and live in North Dakota. We want them <laughs> to understand what it means to, to be part of a place and to be in service hmm. to a place. Right. And so that they can take that with them where they go. Uh, and so, for example, we have a, a, a great film program at the University of Mary. Uh, Professor Daniel Blinsky has done some really great films. He recently did one, uh, kind of a historical fiction film, uh, actually based upon some some letters of early North Dakota um, settlers. It's called A Heart Like Water, and so our students are going to get to watch that tonight and have a discussion. They're going to get to visit uh, Fort Lincoln and see the house that um, General Custer lived in and where he deployed from to go to mm. the, the Battle of Little Bighorn, and then contrast that with uh, Amanda, Amanda and Indian Village, which is nearby on site. Mm. They get to, um, we bring in visiting speakers, so we brought in uh, the, the former... Uh, CEO of uh, National Information uh, Service Centers, NISC. I think I've got that right. Vern Dosh, who talks about leadership uh, and who's deeply connected with the university. And so they can talk to someone from a, a top U.S. Com- company right here in, in Bismarck, North Dakota, and understand the connection between service and leadership and philosophy and uh, commitment to one's faith. And then we do do fun things. Uh, Dr. Bung and I are having a, a barbecue competition on Thursday, and they get to vote on who who can do the best pork shoulder, uh, mm. which will be which will be fun as well. And so it's oh, a yeah. nice mix, I think, of of classroom time, leisure time, cultural enrichment, and then of course uh, throughout the day we have planned time for for worship uh, and sacraments. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Really rounding out that whole experience and making the most of that of that short time that they have together. Um, that's really exciting. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Nick Medelsky, a Real Presence Live, uh, speaking with Dr. David Eckelberger from the University of Mary in Bismarck, uh, North Dakota, talking about their uh, their summer institute programs. Uh, you also mentioned, uh, we talked a little bit during the break uh, off-air, and you had mentioned that there's a year-round uh, campus program uh, that, that also yeah. takes place there at University of Mary. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we often think of universities as just being like fall and, and spring kind of things, but... I don't know of a state that does June better than North Dakota. We've got beautiful <laughs> Junes, and we we love we love our summers. And so we have an opportunity. We have a full summer semester where if students want to, instead of going home and uh, maybe not doing a whole lot of anything or working, you know, a lower paying job or um, you know not gaining the kind of experience that they want, if they if they love their studies, we have given them the opportunity. We like to say of do more in four. Mm. So by taking by taking courses year-round, mm-hmm. um, a student who wanted to earn their bachelor's degree could earn their bachelor's degree in just two and a half years instead of four. Wow. Um, and that would allow them to get out into the workplace earlier. You start uh, earning a higher salary. You know, usually you have earlier contributions to your, your retirement plan. And uh, over the, the course of your lifetime, that, uh, that results in hundreds of thousands of dollars of savings. Yeah. Um, or if you wanted to go and get a master's degree, so you could you could have a student who gets a, a master's in business administration or a master's in organizational leadership or a master's in education or nursing. If you continued that, you could have a master's degree in four years. Um, wow. But it also allows those students in more credit-heavy programs to really immerse themselves in their studies. Sometimes you have... You know, it's not impossible, but it can be. It's harder for a nursing student to do a, a major in Catholic studies, or harder for an engineer to do a, a major oh, in yeah. Catholic studies. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Staying in the summer uh, allows you to continue to be immersed in the university and uh, pick up that major or minor. And what we're finding is that a lot of students want to stay because this has become their home. They love it here. They love their friends. They love mm. their professors. They love the community, um, and they. They don't want to leave, which is great. Uh, I think that should be the goal of any university is to have students want to be here for the course of their formation and to, you know, just suck every moment out of it. And we've provided an opportunity for them to do it this summer, and we've got about 150 students taking classes on campus. Wow. Uh, and they're, they're really invested uh, in, in the life of their summer. We've got community nights where we, we feed students, and then we end either with a campfire conversation with university ministry or exaltate. Uh, afterwards, and we've had you know 100 students show up to that regularly uh, for a meal and fellowship and some yard games and uh, then some some faith formation, which has been it's just been delightful. Yeah, and I can see where that uh, uh, going year round, although it might sound daunting at first when you're used to you know uh, uh, school schedule in uh, in high school and grade school, right? Um, that uh, you have your summers off, so to speak. Uh, I could see where that's definitely advantage where you're already settled in. You're already ready to go, and you're getting through the program a lot faster. Or, like you said, being able to take advantage of other programs, earning a master's or uh, earning another um, major, uh, something like that, having that opportunity that's uh, that's really kind of cool uh, to be able to do that and stay through the summer and, and keep going, right? Yeah. It's not for every student, but it is a great, great program for 
a good number of students. I remember my first summer home after college. I was I was bored to tears. I missed the yeah. classroom. <laughs> uh, I was I was working. You know, I was working a manual labor job. All my friends were working manual labor jobs. We get done working, we're too tired to hang out and have fun. Yep. And I just couldn't wait to get back into the classroom and into the rhythm yep. of university life. And uh, if you're a student like that, we we have that here for you. It's, it's wonderful. Well, fantastic. And and we're coming kind of towards the end of our time together, uh, but one more program uh, that you had mentioned, and it's part of this year-round program, are the Theodore Roosevelt Fellows. Uh, could you tell talk a little bit about that? That's a brand-new program we've launched this year. It's, it's meant for our summer students who want an even more intentional summer experience. Uh, you know, summer does have sort of this, this feel of a little bit more laid back, and if uh, we have students who just need a little bit more space, we can provide that for them. Uh, but the student who really wants to continue having great conversations, um, it's a program that's designed for them. And so they take uh, an additional seminar where they meet with faculty. It's rooted in the humanities. And what we do is we prepare them for two big trips that we take. Um, our Theodore Roosevelt Fellows go on a camping trip to the Badlands in North Dakota, Teddy Roosevelt National Park, where we spend two nights and... They learn about the life of uh, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, who, you know, attributes his time in the Badlands as, as forming him. He says he wouldn't right. be president if it wasn't for his time out there. Yep. Uh, and he's a, an interesting figure and a, <laughs> a complicated figure, but an inspiring figure. And we want mm-hmm. them to, to learn about that, the, the, you know, the culture of North Dakota, just to encounter natural beauty for a while. You know, put the phones down and just come out and see the glory of God. Uh, mm. in the wilderness. And then we also take them on a trip to a major North American city, either Winnipeg uh, or Chicago. And this summer we'll go to Chicago and they'll have an opportunity to visit the uh, Chicago Institute of Art. We'll take them to the, either the Shedd Aquarium or the Planetarium. Mm. Um, we'll go to the Field Museum. And wow. uh, so we're preparing them. We're doing smart history. We're having conversations about natural history, con- questions about conservation. Uh, and they'll also have an opportunity to do some service there. We'll be meeting with the uh, Franciscans of the Eucharist. Uh, oh, wow. to help them with some of their service uh, and to pray and worship with them. and So those students get the, the benefit of these trips uh, in addition to uh, more of an intentional community, and so far it's been going really, really well. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Sorry we're coming to the break. Uh, stay tuned on no, Real Presence fine. Live.